Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Thank you very much for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. We are now on the commentary episode. I'm Jordan, and I am the GM who takes you down the path of pain. To my left. My name is Aaron, and I am brother always with you, Benedict. (laughs) Nice. I'm Demetrius. Thank you for your support, Norton. <laughs> this is Johnny playing Joris. I will not fail the queen, please. And this is Jeremy playing Grayson. I am who I am, Digby. <laughs> there's a Popeye. Yeah, there's some, <laughs> some spinach <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. That session started slow, and I wasn't sure where it was going to go. But I thought it turned out to be really, really good. And yes. it was a very emotional session, too. Yes. Yes. I loved how deep it got towards the end. Yeah. It got yeah. very um, emotional for Joris when the Oracle said, do you have the strength to fail the queen? That's the moment it got emotional for I Joris. really like those points. The the Oracle mm-hmm. giving some emotion to each of the characters. But it wasn't what we expected, I don't think. Never make expectations for an oracle. <laughs> okay. For me, it all started with, with the stairs at the very, very beginning. Yes. Where we saw things about ourselves. Oh, see, I just yeah. took that the image of Doris having to kill the queen as an impossibility of something just trying to mess with my mind. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. Although that did feed directly into the oracle. It did. Which yeah. is what, when the oracle said that, Mm-hmm. That's what popped into my brain was the vision and the stairs. Uh, Benedict was actually hoping for an answer from the oracle because <laughs> not of, riddle. Yeah, uh, one of you know, Benedict doesn't remember much about his parents, and so he actually was curious about who he really is. And instead, it was like you need to esteem yourself. Okay. <laughs> Before we kind of talked about this, but I didn't really go into depth. Because we had like a month to think about yes. going forward. So I uh, had a month to think about how Grayson was going to react to the realizations of what happened at the end of last mm-hmm. session mm-hmm. with the whole key and him being able to power it and everything Adrian said to him. I was going to have Grayson be very angry because he knew that there was some truth to everything that was being said yeah. to him. But be very angry and go against everything which if you think about it falls right back into Grayson at his foundation of being against authority yeah which the way things happened in the miscourt with the miscourt king I mean we didn't talk about it before but fell right in line mm-hmm. that's why it's like ooh, Grayson wants to say something so bad <laughs> and then what he ended up saying was like this is no different than nobility in our realm yeah but eventually I was not going to have Grayson stay at that angry yeah. place. I say like, he needs to move on from that and do something else. And it kind of worked out with everything the Oracle said. And even 
more so with what Brother Benedict said at the beginning. Um, mm. It's mm-hmm. not who your parents are, it's who you who are. Who you are. That, more than anything else that was said to him, drove Grayson. His thought in his mind, especially at that point when he passed Benedict on the path of pain, yeah. after hearing the voice of saying, what's holding you back is you're not embracing who you are. Yeah. And in his mind, he's like, well, wait a second. I've been who I am for the past 17 years, to my knowledge. So guess what? That's who I am. And just went on. Yeah. It's like realizing something that somebody, information that people kept from me all my life doesn't change who I am. Yeah. I am who I am. And that's very true about in real life is like your personality makes up more of who you are than things that you learn about yourself in a lot of ways. Sometimes it can make a difference, but a lot of times to me it feels like it can only add more to what your baseline already is. That makes it all the more ironic that my <laughs> brother Benedict is the one that said that and then went, and who, asked, am I? who am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did notice that. Like, yeah. Well, that, and, and I think when we got to the Oracle, Grayson wasn't going to believe one word that was said from the Oracle. Because oh. yeah, at that point, he'd been told by uh, Adrian... The king. The, king, the, well, the, the he, wall. Uh, they're trying just, to tell him who he was. <laughs> and he's like, what? I'm, I'm not going to listen to anything I right, hear. Right, well, yeah. you, you, the questions that Joris asked were both directly related to rescuing the queen. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, even the, the question was supposed to be about myself. It was, do I have the strength to save the queen? Since it has to be about me, Yeah. how can I save the queen? Yeah. And you're kind of rebelling against what the oracle said because she told her, you that you have to have the strength to fail the queen. Mm-hmm. It, Kind of was fitting to see the questions that were asked because it sort of revealed more about the characters. Because Joris suggested a question to Grayson. Grayson just threw that and was yeah. like, no, I'm asking about what's going to happen with our world. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where Grayson had, I don't care about this world. Right. I'm, right. I want to know how this world is going to mess up our world and can we do anything about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of worried when when you asked that question that Jordan would make the oracle be like, well, that's not in this world, so so no answer. But it was the magic from this world, which is why Grayson phrased it that way. Yeah, and I thought that I was cryptic enough to... Well, yes. (laughs) Which you're reading. So, the whole scene with the oracle, I kept thinking of the character from Mystery Men. Yeah. If anybody has seen that movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saying things that were so cryptic that didn't make any sense. But it, it played out so well at the end of the game. It like it one thing that I've learned in GMing one shots is when somebody asks a question that like could affect the rest of the game, that you need to give an open ended answer because then you can use that as a hook to spin it back in on itself. And I feel like that happened for Pretty much all of the characters today. Mm-hmm. The balloon only deflates when you let it exhale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, it wasn't going to be that weird. But, like, for, for, for Benedict, you, were, you wanted to know who you were, but the question wasn't really about who am I, like, in terms of lineage. It's like, who am I as an individual? Mm-hmm. You know, and so the, the question... Something that we've yeah, talked that about. Definitely came out. The question about your character is he kind of feels a little bit like a fraud because he doesn't really know as much about the religious hierarchy as he feels like he should know. Right, right. And so I was trying to answer that question, which was the, the real underlying question. And 
far more interesting than your Snoke theory. You know? <laughs> it's sometimes good to know that your parents are just drunkards who sold you off for alcohol money. Sometimes it is good to know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and then Demetrius had the same kind of question. I can't exactly remember your wording. Well, my, my question was, will I ever be able to find peace mm-hmm. without time? Relying on time. Yeah. Using time as a source of inspiration and drive and yeah. things like that. Which came directly from your vision of the stairs. Yes. Yes. And Where I found, in the vision, there was I peace. found peace without time. Yeah. And I kind of felt like that I had to to kind of twist it because if your your character your biggest weakness is your reliance on time mm-hmm. and your reliance on things having to be in a specific order. You're not a very flexible character. So the oracle is trying to tell you what you really need is not what you want but something that like a little bit of a different twist on what you actually are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it'd be interesting thing to see with the whole oracle because Joris and Grayson, I don't, we have yet to see for Demetrius and Benedict how they take it. They have taken what they've heard from the Oracle and the voices and pretty much everything that has happened in the Miscourt and the Land of the Fae to sort of go against that. Yeah. Rather than, mm-hmm. rather than say, changing who they are, which has just fortified like yeah. who yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like definitely with Joris. Well, definitely with Joris. I mean, uh, obviously, it's like, or do you have the strength to fail the queen? No, I will not fail the queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Grayson, you are, need to embrace these new things to actually become who you are. It's like, no, I am who I am. Hmm. Well, it's, it'd be interesting to see, especially Benedict, because Benedict at the beginning said something to Grayson, which has had a tremendous influence on him, and over the course of this session. Yeah. Benedict struggling with him being a fraud and not actually being able to inspire anyone kind of thing as a mm-hmm. fraud. And then right after that, Grayson saying something to him mm-hmm. that hopefully will... But we've been doing that back and forth for a few sessions. Now. Yeah. There was a couple of sessions well. ago where, <laughs> you know, the, the, the freezing stuff and the shopkeeper dying. and But as in that kind of... Uh, Reaffirmation of each other. Yes. Uh, okay, but this is the first time that Grayson has done it and has been genuinely honest about it. Okay. The second, the other, <laughs> I mean, all the other times, yes, it's, been, it's, it's been, I need to throw some smoke and mirrors in this to cast the, yes. the focus off of me. <laughs> yes. There's this, Benedict, this is probably how you should interpret this. Oh, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> You're right! <laughs> but no, this time it's been genuinely... Right. That was probably the most genuine thing Grayson has said to Benedict is, you have given me the most important advice that out of anybody in a long time. Yeah. And that gave him the strength to go forward to help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of the, you mentioned the, the visions in the mirror. Uh-huh. Afterwards, I thought the vision I should have had was me and my master living in the cave and the three of you coming and killing my master Ooh. and me. Ooh, because that would have been ooh. so much darker. <laughs> that would have been so much harder on you, too. Right. But the way that things worked out, I think thematically everything tied together yes. by the yes. end of the session that it it, it felt amazing. It was, it, and yeah. it was very cinematic how everything came together at the end. I, I mm-hmm. took the 
I took the hallway scene almost like the force caves. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's <laughs> that's where I got the idea. Yeah, is you will see what you fear the most. Yeah, kind of thing. Oh, and for Grayson oh, yeah. at that moment was fearing that he was actually a part of the fairy world, right. and everybody that he knew were the outsiders. Yes. Yeah, it definitely was inspired by the the force caves and seeing where you're going through it. And it also came from me not really knowing what to do, and so I just punted the ball to you guys. <laughs> well, no, I thought that was good because it lets you see more character development yeah. in yeah. each of the characters. And I know that's something that you you were talking about at the beginning of the session, that you want to see more character development. So it was an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was trying really hard to make sure to ask you guys questions and everything like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You finally found a girl who's into you. <laughs> and she tried to eat my soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't trust like it. anything in the Rumble Fairy. No, as uh, soon as there was a voice and you turn as soon as there was a voice, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. then we turned around Wait, and he was like, up. it's a pretty girl. And I was like, nope, nope, That's nope, 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 nope. And then she like, sat down yep, next yep, to you yep, and yep, kept yep, getting yep, closer. Yep. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> well that's why I was like I was like Crap, it's not time for me to wake up yet. It's not time because, like, being a soldier, I'd be trained to automatically wake up Wake up my at shift. a certain time, yes. Uh. And that's why I did it at that particular time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. I think anybody <laughs> anybody else in that situation would have been like, stop right there. Yeah, but Benedict, he's a trusting guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a, and especially with where she said where she was from. Uh-huh. It was, like, even more trusting. It's like, oh, well, that's so weird. How did you end up here? <laughs> You're a long ways away. I got lost in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that also should have been like a major clue that there was something wrong with her. Yeah. Because she was in the Fey realm, in the woods, on the wrong side. (laughs) Literally on the wrong side of the tracks. But I imagine we all would have known some of the, like the what are the the fairy rings, Mm -hmm. some of that mythology. I mean, you know about especially so. Benedict did grow up in the country, and so fairy rings, you know, the ring of mushrooms, you don't wander into them because, or fall asleep in them, you wake up in the fairy yeah. realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there would have been some of that lore yeah. without knowing any of the rest well, of yeah, the Well, yeah, I lore. mean, I would, I'm not saying it's not... So in, that's kind of what Benedict I'm not saying it's impossible for a normal girl to end up there, but, especially with everything that was going on, but at the same time, you don't trust anything when you're in the fairy world. <laughs> I just wanted to have a throwback to when Benedict was just yes. kind of <laughs> looking for someone to love. Well, he hasn't, he hasn't had the <laughs> He hasn't I had mean, the opportunity. Until we meet the queen, it'll be... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be slim pickings. Uh, yeah. And also, let's go ahead and talk about the power of names. Ooh, because, that one. Uh, that, okay, this is something that I did not know before. Was that... It's it was that in episode or was that yeah that yeah, was, was in episode yeah, you we, said I said something in episode about and various various uh, fey lore mm-hmm. the power of knowing true. someone's true name you can give them power you can control you. them and so, you can easily manipulate them in many different ways and, and depending on your strength of yeah your power you can you can hold them prisoner within their right. own so, self yeah so that is something that I mean, before. Jeff said that I had no idea that that was a part so, of, which made me realize something. I mean, just happenstance about Grayson's character. It's like Grayson, and this has been on his background since day one. Has been like he thinks that the more he knows about the, a person, the more power he has. Yeah. And 
that's a very fairy way of thinking. I, uh-huh. I can see it now. Mm-hmm. And sort of wonders, like, well, as he learned more and more about the people in his world, is that why he's learning more and more magic? That's a very strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's been going to the fairy side without even knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, and that, he, that then goes back to what we were talking about with the mirror and the oracle. You know, how he's like, I feel like I am myself no matter what. But he has been slipping down this road so, without even realizing. I wonder it. if the power of names thing is part of the protection that the Mist King puts over his subjects. Mm-hmm. Right. You know the whole erasing people's minds when they spend time, when you spend time around the Mist Court. It is a self defense yeah. mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and I mean another thing, Grayson, and this is in the very first episode when he was introducing himself to somebody he absolutely did not know would always give a fake name. Yeah. Right. Not to say that I think about these things, but it all works out in the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, and that's like when I when we had to give our names at the for the uh, into the palace. Yeah. Joris knew he had to give a truthful answer, but he did not want to give his full name. Right. Well, and that's out of character. I was thinking for Brother Benedict. Yes. I'm like so Brother Benedict was... isn't his true name. No. But so it's... depending on how you want to do true names. And so initially my thought was, well, I am Benedict. I really don't know who I am, you know, as far as my, my true name that I've been yeah. given. But then we discussed it's how you think of yourself. And yeah. I do think of myself as Brother Benedict. And that also depends on the fae lore that you're looking at. Correct. Sometimes Correct. it's it's the name that your your parents whisper when you're born. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes it's the name that you call yourself. I think it's a little more romantic to have it be what you call yourself. Yeah. Uh, especially like because with Benedict, his family situation was really awful, and he basically ran away from it. Mm-hmm. And by luck, found someone who was willing to take him in and set him on a, a fairly decent path. Yeah. So, you know, it would be better suited to think of yourself in the better light. Yes. Yeah. There, there was some combat in this episode, which was fun. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Some Grayson just went off on combat. Yeah. <laughs> Man, his crossbow. Whew. Yeah. That thing is nerfed. I don't know what you did to it. <laughs> it must be a fact of uh, being used by a fairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my crossbow shots were one missed and the other didn't do any damage. And finally, Joris has the answer to a mystery that's been haunting him since last session. Yeah. Yeah. Glowing skeleton yep. in the oh, dark. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he, he knows who the skeleton is. Probably. He suspects who the skeleton is. He still oh, doesn't yeah. know anything because... He beat me on the... He did beat, He did win on the bluff. So, it, you know that it's a skeleton that looks exactly like his. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I was like, okay, what if that was part of your vision? Yeah, I knew it was a part <laughs> of the vision. <laughs> I knew it was a part of the vision. And his mind is crossed with his vicar. Yes, believe it. This is part of your vision. <laughs> it's not really a belief as much as we have more important things to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have time to argue with you. Yeah. Let's just drive on and figure this out later. The path of pain was a lot of fun. Oh, that was a good part. I like the uh, everything goes blank as soon as you leave the path. Yeah. <laughs> so you have no choice but to follow the path one yeah. way or the other. And the fact that you kept circling around back to <laughs> It takes you back. It's like one of those scenes in a movie where they run out one door and they pop in the door. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and they look at each other. It's like, where'd you come from? You were behind me. That's what it felt like. Yeah. No, it was good. Not I like, bad kind. I like the, the symbolism behind 
once we started helping each other, it got a lot easier. Yeah. Because, well, it, when you're dealing with issues in your own life, mm-hmm. it's much better to have people to share your burden with. Yeah. In the Bible, it tells us to, to share our burdens with one another. Mm-hmm. That they mm-hmm. might be lighter. Yeah. Yes. And, and again, that was another kind of forced cave moment for me. It's like, oh, we this is a big realization for as a party. Because sometimes you have gone head to head. And it doesn't always work out that well. But then when you find this place where symbolically you have to come together, it works a lot smoother. Well, I know for Demetrius that at the beginning of this session of play, he was very much like, all right, I know nothing about Grayson anymore. I'm kind of like... I don't want to be near him anymore, kind of. Like, inside, I was like, nope, 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 don't go near me. But by the end, he was like, I know who he is. Yeah. He's been my friend for a long time. I need to help him. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Awesome yeah. stuff. Awesome sauce. Let's go ahead and talk uh, character points and awarding XP and all that. Uh, so George ten- gets them all. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Everybody gets 10 from me right off the bat. Aaron, if you haven't noted it already, because you tracked initiation, you get an extra point. Yeah. The other three uh, categories are best snack, who advanced their character the most, and the best role playing. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about snack. That's the easy one. Yeah, that is the easy one tonight. tonight. Yeah. I like the cheese. I was going to say taco rolls. Taco rolls. I like the cheese. (laughs) Can, Can we... Try to persuade. I, I also yeah. like the fruit. I'm a The fruit was really good. The fruit was really good, too. It was perfect after... There were some swings and misses tonight uh, yeah. for the, <laughs> <laughs> the snacks. So, by accident, there was kind of a pizza theme, like a failed pizza theme. Yeah. <laughs> there was the... We had the... Pizza last pretzels. time, we had the uh, jalapeno cheese puffs, which tasted much like jalapeno. These, we had the pizza... Cheese puffs, which tasted no. like cheese, cheese puffs. puffs. Yeah, there was no pizza <laughs> like flavor extra on them salty at all. Cheese puffs. And then the, we had the Snyder's uh, pretzel, pretzel sandwich pizza. pizza sandwich things. Tastes like combos. Which tasted yeah. like combos. Yeah, it tasted just like, like your generic combos. Slightly yeah. less salty combos. Yeah. And then we had to go along with the, the with cheese. The were the triscuits? Triscuits. Roasted tomato them, and roasted garlic. They tasted more like pizza than anything else that was roasted <laughs> pizza. <laughs> And then we had this wasabi mix. It was like a wasabi trail mix. It wasn't enough wasabi. wasabi. It was like trail mix. And every once in a while you'd be like, wait, what is that? (laughs) Oh, that's wasabi. It's tangy tangy trail mix is what it turned into. Yeah, Without the fruit. So that was a swing and a miss. The cheese puffs Mm -hmm. were a swing and a miss. I I think the pretzel pretzel sandwiches were a swing and a miss. Oh, and the Mountain Dew was a swing and a miss. (laughs) The Mountain Dew was a swing and a miss. Mountain Dew failed. Which which is odd to say Mountain Dew is a swing and a miss. Because usually they got some pretty decent flavors. We think that what happened with the new... The, the thing that's coming out, the lemon lime. Mountain Dew Ice is what they call it. I think. Mountain Dew. Is that some factory accident happened where they switched recipes or something and had a whole, a whole bunch of Sierra. Sierra Mist get pumped through the Mountain Dew lines. And yeah. it's like, well, crap. What do we do with this? <laughs> oh, we call it Mountain Dew Lemon Lime because it tasted exactly like Sierra Mist. <laughs> with yeah. a little, like a tiny hint of Mountain Dew. Which I think if you weren't re- you weren't w- thinking if you were drinking Mountain Dew or Sierra Mist, you would have just said, I'm ah, drinking Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like, 
as tart as Sprite is. No, you know, because no. like Sierra Mist has a very light Wild. flavor. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of a disappointment. Um, it was tasty in that I haven't had like actual caffeine in like six months. So it makes me wonder if there's any caffeine in it. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's on the label doesn't mean it's there. Yeah. FDA, look into that. (laughs) Johnny made homemade taco rolls with a homemade pasta crust that he made. Those were good. They were tasty. Like tacos al pastor? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I killed those. I brought mixed fruit. Mixed fruit. Which was tasty. Watermelon, cantaloupe. Grapes. Grapes. Pineapple, strawberries. Pineapple, strawberry, and... uh, Honeydew? Honeydew. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked a lot of it. I have a huge psychological block against most melons, mostly springing from cantaloupe. So I had a I had a good portion of it, but towards the bottom of the container everything started tasting like cantaloupe. So (laughs) (laughs) the top of the fruit, two thumbs up. Bottom of the fruit. I kind of cheated with the cheese, though, because I didn't bring just one thing of cheese. I went and picked up three three different cheeses. Which is valid. And two different crackers. And salami. So I kind of... It's valid. I, it valid. still counts. <laughs> May, that the sharp cheddar, cheese. The sharp cheddar and the gouda and the mango habanero, all three were quite tasty. Yes. Yeah, mango habanero cheddar, was it? Yes. Yeah, that was really... That was a win. That was like really that. good. The first bite was very interesting, though. It was like, what What am I tasting? There's sweet. And they're spicy. <laughs> but by, like, the third bite, you're like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> but, yeah, so that needs a vote. I still vote for tacos. tacos. Still vote for tacos. And the reason I, one of the other reasons I vote for tacos is because it's the only meal food. Yeah. You know, we, we started early, and we're ending dinner time, and that was the only actual meal we ate today. And that's pretty good to hold us over for an entire day. Tacos, tacos. tacos. I'm actually going to go with the fruit. 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 Sounds good. Mexican cheese. Cheese. Tacos. Tacos. Yep. Tacos. I like winning snack. I'm good at snacks. <laughs> I think you won the last one, too. I did. I won, yeah, like, the last jerky. three. Oh, yeah, the last one was the jerky. The homemade jerky, yeah. Hands down. You just won the last three. It looks like the uh, the croissant cheesecake. Makes another appearance. Okay. Mm, let's do best role playing. That's a hard one. Well, I think that I should nominate the GM because he did a great job with a really old king. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a se- sexy succubus. The king. I kept thinking back to Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. As a uh-huh. as a combat as like direct middle between the Ents. And uh, the King of Rohan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally was picturing King of Rohan. That yeah. was kind of my mental image, too, when I got into the role. It's because it's like you've got to like, roughen up the voice. <laughs> and then slow it down. Yeah, that, that was good. But as in terms of you guys. Let's see. Well, when talking with the king, Jeff stepped up quite a bit. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny did a good job of going through all the formalities. Formalities, yes, yeah. yeah. Which, Which I mean, keeping the presence scene, of mind for that. Well, keep, well, he not only keeping the presence of mind that let that whole scene let everybody because Johnny kept the formalities let everybody else role play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you were the catalyst for letting everybody else role play in that situation. <laughs> Your outburst. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Although that was fueled by hero point as well. <laughs> 
Well, it, partially. It was not entirely. Encouraged it, by it. Hero Point pushed it over the edge. Mm-hmm. I probably was going to do it anyway. <laughs> I was right on the edge. just like, ooh, Grayson's... Uh, Hero Point, okay! Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Boldly into danger. Benedict did a great job with his questions. <laughs> Which is funny, because Benedict was like... That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I think everybody did a was, great job. That's hard because you can right. think of the questions and how you responded to the all the exterior things that you only your character was hearing. Right. Um, right. I think everybody did a great job yeah. of showing more of their character. I my vote is for Demetrius for two things. One, his interaction with the king, and two. When he came up with his descriptions in the tunnel, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were some really good descriptions of like saying how ornate it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. His was a very, very detailed vision. It helped a lot, yeah. I'm between Benedict and Joris. I always take a point, but... <laughs> and I was between Demetrius and Joris. I was actually going to say I was torn between uh, Grayson and <laughs> Joris. So there's three counts for Joris. Okay, there are no, three wait, counts okay. for Joris. Well, no, if, if I go with Benedict, you definitely go with Grayson, and you go with Joris, we'll make Jordan decide. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done. Sounds good. Aderin! <laughs> There's a lot of really good stuff tonight. Today, excuse me. I'm going to go with Demetrius um, because I really did appreciate all the, the work you did with uh, the descriptions. And also, you, you were the catalyst that helped push the, the path of pain forward. Mm-hmm. You were the one who showed the most weakness so, so that Benedict reached out to you. If you had been trudging along, Benedict would have just been like, Yeah. If you, if you had been more solid. He, he's, already, he's already been broken. So this yeah. is just like separating the pieces a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, he's, he's falling apart. But that's a good thing. When something breaks, you want to separate the pieces so you can see what's actually still full. All, yeah. yeah. All right. So, Demetrius, we will go with you. All right. Woohoo! Jeff. Now the really hard one. Yeah. God. Really? I think it's really hard. Now the really hard one. I'm gonna put Adrian out there again. <laughs> I don't think his character advanced so much this time. No, no he's kind of sick it's and stopped. dying. Adrian, get back and Adrian's dead. <laughs> he just, oh, that would suck. But it was kind of good that he left the group because then we weren't relying on him for everything. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of my my vision at that point. It's like, it's like, because he was supposed to die at the end of last session. Oh, he was, man. and we saved him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he took us to the king. He did. Yeah, yeah, which was necessary. Well, okay, yeah, and he allowed some things to happen with Grayson's character that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was a necessary character. So let's keep point. saving him so he pushes <laughs> the plot further. Yes. <laughs> but for character advancement, my hands-down recommendation would be Grayson. Grayson? Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't advance at all. What are you talking about? No, yeah, there were a lot of ups and downs for the person of Grayson this time. And he pushed past it to who he was before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the end of last session was kind of set up to, all right, let's see. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's see how Grayson let's, responds to this. Let's see what comes of this. I mean, yeah, I think that after Grayson, the next question would be Joris, just like... That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Joris was another one. Again, it's yeah, actual it's physical advancement yeah. towards his goal. Yeah. It was also a mental advancement. Yeah, it was also because mental, Because of the, the All the things that and... were pushing against him, and he's like, all right, I gotta no. get there sooner. I gotta yeah. get yeah, there Yeah, I will faster. not fail the queen. Yeah. This is, like, buffering determination. Mm. That That's why. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. The struggle is real, and I will fight through it. Yeah, I do <laughs> think this whole episode, there was a very palpable feeling of urgency. Especially now the queen is on the ground. Dwarfs is only putting the compass away when he's going into battle, basically, at this yeah. point. Only putting it in your pocket for that. Only putting it in my pocket for that. I... So, Benedict's question. No, never mind. Not going to ask you. <laughs> Why not? Because it's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> is that queen in your pocket? You just have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, guys. I want to say thanks for today. I really honestly wasn't sure how today was going to go because it was such a roller coaster of an episode last time that it's like, (laughs) this needs to be less violently intense. And it was less intense from an action perspective, but from an emotional perspective, I thought it it really did a good job. Great session. Yeah. Well, it, it brought a new focus to each of the characters. Yeah. I would say new focus. <laughs> but it brought... It, well, it, it did. Because before you were like, you were striving for the queen, but now you're like, I need to strive for the cre- queen now. Despite what's being <laughs> yeah. put in front of me. But with that, I think we pretty much said all we need to say. So we're going to go ahead and call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time with a big climactic episode. Next recording session will be the end of this arc. So we hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.